the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Things that I used to do What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, the things that I used to do. And uh, Stevie Ray would have been 69 this past week. On uh, October the 3rd, he was born... In uh, 1954, and he will turn, he would have turned 70 next year, but 69 this year, and he is uh, greatly missed. Um, I, I've made no secret of the fact that uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of my favorite guitar singers uh, out there. Got the opportunity to see him a number of times before he passed, and um, always uh, an epic performance. In fact, the first time that I saw him, uh, was with Jeff Beck on the Fire and the Fury tour at Madison Square Garden back in 1989, October of 1989. So uh, you figure it out. I, if I try to do the math, my head will hurt. It's 30, 36 years? 36? No, 34 years, excuse me, 1989, because this year is my 35-year high school reunion. There you go. See, <laughs> folks, I take these things early in the morning. Math is not my strong suit. Listen, we have a great show for you uh, this evening. Coming up in just 10 minutes, Jack Maxwell. He is the former host of Booze Traveler on the Travel Channel. He's going to join me in studio for a couple of segments uh, to chat about a new television series that he is hosting. It's called American Homecoming. It's a new home renovation show that focuses on the needs of our American servicemen and women uh, and how they help rehabilitate their homes to help these uh, warriors, these people who have sacrificed so much for us, uh, to be able to live in their homes, to make them more uh, handicap accessible for them. And it's an awesome story. Jack was great. He was in studio earlier this week. We had a great conversation about that show, uh, as well as a pilot that he is working on that is similar in, in, in tone to Booze Traveler. A lot of fun. We've got a lot, Jack and I have a, a number of things in common, not the least of which is the fact that we are both cancer survivors. We both had a form of, lympo- of lymphoma. I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. He had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and we tell the story. Um, at least he tells his story about how his cancer came to be. But it's a great interview uh, for the next two segments uh, with Jack Maxwell. So uh, pretty cool. Check that out in just about 10 minutes from now. Uh, a lot of Jersey local news. Two-Ton Brewing uh, starts at noon, runs till 10 p.m. Saturday, October 14th. 
Their five-year taproom anniversary, as they say, it's been a wild ride getting to this point for our little family-owned and operated microbrewery. The past couple of years have not been easy to survive with the global pandemic. Supply chain issues, rising costs, inflation, and, of course, New Jersey's regulations. Come on out, help us celebrate with a day of family fun, live music, cornhole and games, and, of course, great beer. Parking will be limited. Uh, Please plan accordingly. Bike, ride, share, scooter, walk, run, do what you must, but don't miss it. Thank you for your continued support. Cheers uh, to Two-Ton Brewing. I'm going to try and get to this event. I'm trying to take the month off from drinking, but I'm going to try and get over there next week um, to stop by even for a little bit. Maybe I will take a lift over as opposed to driving. Two-Ton right off of the Garden State Parkway uh, in Kenilworth, uh, in Union County. It is a great little brewery. They make some really cool stuff, um, and it is definitely a place that you should absolutely support. But kudos to them uh, for five years in operation. Uh, as we've talked about, Westfield Hops, tickets are on sale now, uh, Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 9.30 p.m. If you use the code word FALL at checkout, you will save 15 bucks on your ticket. It expires on October 14th at midnight. Westfieldhops.com for more information and, of course, to purchase tickets. Now, on that same day of Saturday, October 14th, Heavy Real Brewing is having their first ever Oktoberfest uh, celebration. Uh, it takes place from noon to 9, 1520 Boulevard in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. Uh, they're going to have food vendors uh, indulge in delicious uh, German cuisine. We serve a brat, sauerkraut, pretzels, other mouth-watering treats. Uh, they will have a number of Jersey beers to drink. Uh, they are announcing the release on that day of Das Pils, our hoppy German lager. Now, oh, it's actually available now in cans for you to take home and enjoy, but they will have that on tap at the event. They will also have their classic Oktoberfest and Fest beer, both in cans and on draft. Now, if you are a cigar lover like myself, uh, it, they are del- uh, be- delighted to partner with Cortez Cigars to bring you a cozy cigar lounge area. Step outside, unwind, and savor the rich aromas of fine cigars, creating the perfect ambiance to complement your Oktoberfest experience. They will have live entertainment as well. Um, they've uh, curated an incredible lineup of live bands and musicians who will fill the air with infectious energy and traditional German tunes. Uh, so this is really cool. So this is going to take place as well, Saturday, October 14th, noon to 9 p.m., 1520 Boulevard in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. Kudos to Heavy Reel for their Oktoberfest celebration. The Chamonix Creek has um, put out a... This is, I guess this is... It, yeah, this is a collab, the opposite of a light lager. Uh, they've done this with Second Sin Brewing. Uh, it is available at both Second Sin and the Chamonix Creek's Croydon and Dublin Tap Rooms. Limited cases and draft without light is a 5.2% ABV Czech dark lager brewed with floor-malted bohemian barley that has notes of dark bread, light chocolate, and a pleasant noble spiciness from mounds of Saz hops. Uh, so that is out now if you want to pick that up. And um, on a whole thing about Oktoberfest, but before I get to that, uh, kudos to uh, Wild East Brewing. They had their three-year anniversary um, about, uh, what was it, this past Friday. Now, I didn't get a chance to go. Um, again, I'm in the midst of... Uh, not drinking, and I had to get blood work on Saturday, so um, it wasn't easy for me to get over there. Um, so I, I just, I, I'm sorry that I couldn't go, but uh, kudos to Wild East for their three year grand anniversary, which is really cool. And if you haven't been to Wild East in Brooklyn, you should definitely check it out. Um, really great traditional style beers. Yes, they have an IPA or two uh, usually, but it, the, the main focus is on, you know, 
aging beers and, and grisettes and pilsners and lagers and, and things of that nature, saisons, um, sa- you know, some sour stuff, stuff that you wouldn't normally see, uh, a lot of different styles that you normally see in a brewery. Now, before we take a break, we only got a couple minutes here left in this segment. Uh, obviously, Oktoberfest is always a big deal. So a number of pictures from Oktoberfest and beer folks uh, were out there celebrating. But inflation, much like everything else in our country, is also taking its toll in places around the world. Um, so apparently in Munich this year, uh, according to one of Europe's leading banks, the price of beer in Germany has soared. According to analysis from a team at Berenberg, who provided a, a chart on AmericanCraftBeer.com, you can check it out there, uh, showing the soaring cost of beer at the Munich Oktoberfest compared with other consumer and food inflation measures, revelers will now pay $14.67 American for a stein of their favorite brew. Citing data from German beer price statistics dating back to 1991, Berenberg's economists found that the price of an Oktoberfest beer has grown at an annual average of 3.9%, well above the annual rise in inflation and the 1.8% rise in beer pricing sold by retailers. Germany continuing to feel the economic impact from Russia's invasion into Ukraine and soaring energy and food prices. It drove inflation to a post-war high of almost 8% in 2022, according to MarketWatch. That, in turn, has impacted this year's Fest beer. Now, Oktoberfest always, held between mid and late September into the first weekend of October. Uh, Munich's Oktoberfest uh, is just ending this weekend. Uh, it is the largest beer celebration of its kind in the world. Now, it began as a royal wedding celebration in October of 1810 when Crown Prince Ludwig uh, married Princess Therese of Saxe-Hildenberghausen. They invited the whole town to a meadow outside the city to celebrate the marriage. Celebrate they did. Five, for five days, citizens ate, drank, and made merry. In fact, the party was such a hit they decided to do it next year, and then Oktoberfest was born. It draws more than 6 million people annually. Today's Oktoberfest ran from September 16th to today, October, um, or actually last weekend, October to October 3rd, a 16- to 18-day celebration of Bavarian culture, although it features all kinds of events and a full-fledged amusement park. People come to party with an emphasis on drinking beer. Visitors consumed almost 2 million gallons of beer in 2019, and in spite of Germany's soaring beer prices, they're poised to break that record this year. So again, inflation has a trickle-down effect to the beer industry around the world. So, you know, the, the worse of this inf- uh, inflation is, um, you know, the worse it gets, worse it's going to be for everything, whether it's beer, whatever, it doesn't matter. Now, when we come back after a short break, Jack Maxwell, former host of Booze Traveler on the Travel Channel, will join me in studio to chat about a new TV series he's hosting called American Homecoming. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me very easily on Twitter or X, as they're calling it these days, at uh, Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, uh, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, iHeart, all over the place, uh, as well as the Hopped Up Network. Head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. 
There is a plethora of beer podcasts that you can download and listen to at your leisure. Now, my next guest has been a host and an actor, a number of different shows dealing with booze and, you know, like Booze Traveler and The Trip. But he's hosting a new program now that is just awesome. He's helping disabled veterans who have sacrificed so much for us. The website for more info and where you can watch the show is American Home homecoming.tv. Let me welcome into the studio for the next couple of segments here on the Craft Beer Cast for the first time, Jack Maxwell. Jack, good day to you, sir. How are you? Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, Al. Good day to you as well. I love plethora. What a great word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of those big words I use and people get confused. Oh, but, you you're know. so smart. I love that word. It's perfect. It's perfect. How so, are you, man? I'm good. So American Homecoming, it sounds like a really fantastic show. How does this show help out disabled veterans? Yeah, you know, that's the whole thing. It's it's about helping the vets, not about making a TV show. However, I, we just feel that's the best way to get it in front of people, mm-hmm. right? To get it in front of as many eyeballs, to start the conversation, to get the dialogue going so we can help as many as possible. But the idea is when a vet comes back from service, whether overseas or even if they're serving here in the States, if they end up hurt, injured, disabled in any way whatsoever, and their house no longer serves them... right? Like in the pilot, our Navy man, Garrett, was was right in Oklahoma, and we filmed it in Dell City, Oklahoma. His house was no good to him because he he had a cancer, a rare disease that was crushing his spine and forced him into a wheelchair. So, of course, can't do much in that house uh, in a wheelchair because you can't even get the wheelchair through the door. Right. He had to be lifted up across the threshold and just, just think the, uh, the frustration and even embarrassment of not being able to take care of yourself, right. to lose that independence, being a strong warrior one minute and the next you're in a chair, presumably for the rest of your life. Right. So what we do is we go find these qualified vets, we go to their homes, and we, we do whatever it takes. In his case, we opened the doorways and gave him a remote control. So we just made the frames wider so he could roll himself through. Okay. The front steps, we tore him out, put in ramps, take out the bathtubs, put in showers, rip up the carpeting, put in hardwood floors, and then the aesthetic, too. We make it beautiful, repaint it. We do uh, you know, plants if he wants, art, things like that. We don't really tell him what's going to happen. He has to sign off. But uh, we certainly we, we raised and lower the counters and the desk, depending on what he needs, because we just want to give him back a little bit of that independence, a little bit of that freedom that he lost fighting for us. So it's a surprise for the vet, but it's it's essentially you're renovating a, a veteran's home to help them to live better. It's not necessarily we're building you a brand new house or we're, we're paying off your mortgage. Or whatever. We're making it easier for you to live in the home that you've always lived in and now can't live in it anymore because of a sacrifice that you've done for our country. That's exactly right. That's how it differentiates from, let's say, other home improvement shows right. where they're just dressing it up. They're giving it a, a new paint job or making it nice. Right. This is for function and, and of course, the aesthetic as well. But we just want to make them feel a little more comfortable yeah. in their home. So how did you, Jack, get involved with the program itself? And how is hosting this show different from, say, when you were hosting Booze Traveler? Here you were going on trips to, to bring you know the masses all of these great places to drink around the world. How is it different hosting this show to that show? Yeah, well, it's completely different, which is what drew, drew me to it. And uh, it, it helps. Some, you know, booze travel, it was fun for me. Right. I got to go around the world and, and drink and meet cultures and sit with all kinds of people and, and in every corner of the globe. Right. But this has a purpose, has a cause. 
and I'm just helping facilitate that. There's such a big team involved, an army of volunteers, really, corporate sponsors as well, a DAV, one of them. Uh, we're trying to hopefully get a network deal or a streamer or a cable, but uh, at the same time, it's it's different for me because uh, you know, there are so many other people involved, and, and there's a goal, and that's to fix the house, like you say, to right. retrofit it, to make it... Uh, more livable. Turn the house back into a home, as we like to say. Yeah. We're talking with Jack Maxwell, host of the new program, American Homecoming. It helps disabled veterans renovate their existing homes. The website for more info on where you can watch the show, it's AmericanHomecoming.tv. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, helping veterans, Jack, who have served our country, obviously very important to you. Why is that? Well, you know, and I'm sorry I didn't answer the question, how I got yeah. involved. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a wonderful gentleman who's a great actor. Everybody knows him, I'm sure, Joe Montagna. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and I were working on something. He called me and said, hey, there's this guy. I talked to this guy. His name is Tracy Trost. He was creating this show. He's certainly not the first person to help vets or to renovate their homes. Gary Sinise does it. Other sure. people do it. Um, but he wanted to do it in this way and start from the ground up. So he found the vet and found the companies to get involved and once I heard what it was, I said, I want to be a part of that. You know, whatever it takes. Right. I'll host it. I'll, I'll carry, lift cables or cameras or whatever. <laughs> because it, it, it's true. When you give back like that, it feels so much better. It's not that I want to get on television or have a show. I've certainly had those things. I've been on television. Right. But to help people who need it, who are fighting for us. You know, I think there are so many of them. And, of course, this is probably a, another conversation for another time. But they really feel feel left behind. You know, when they go there and and wherever there is, they serve their country Mm -hmm. and they come back different, let's say, just for lack of a better word. We got to be there for them. And I don't think we're doing that well enough. So anything I could do to be a part of that, to help that cause, to show how much respect and reverence I have for them, I'll do it. I I agree with you 100 percent, Jack. I mean, I, I do think these people, they make a sacrifice for us. We should be doing the same for them. Whatever the case may be, whether it's something to help them from a medical standpoint or something to help them from a physical standpoint because they have something has happened to them in the field of battle or where they were serving or, you know, whatever, something catastrophic happened to them, we should absolutely be helping them. Now, there's one uh, episode available to watch now on the website, but how can the general public help to ensure a full season? Thank you. Yes. Well, if you go to the website, AmericanHomecoming.tv, and you wa- you can watch it for free. You can sign up to be a delegate, which just means you'll help spread the word, start the conversation. I do believe I haven't been to the website in a while. Uh, I didn't create that, of course. I was just the host of the show. Sure. But uh, I think if you want to get more involved in whatever way that is, all the instructions and details are right there at the website. Great. And one and you're, one of your hosts, I saw uh, you have a design team and builders. They put you know they help out with the home and stuff. But your your co-host. She's a veteran, and she's she's a paraplegic. Am I not correct? That's that exactly right. She's in a wheelchair. Her name is Cece Mazik. She jumped out of a plane, a gust of wind, smashed her into another parachutist. Oh. She was in the Army, uh, hit the ground way too hard, got it untangled at the last second, the, the, the parachute, right. but hit the ground hard, is now in a wheelchair. She's my co-host. Dave Riley, no arms or legs. He has prosthetics. He became a master craftsman now. Oh, my God. After he lost his limbs and some internal organs, by the way. Wow. When he caught a uh, a bacteria in the river when he was in the Coast Guard. And uh, he, he instead of saying, I'm cashing in, that's it, he, he 
much against his disability. He became a master craftsman. You'll see that in this episode. That's so the two of them both served both way more impressive than I'll ever be, and they inspired me. But we also have a designer. Her name is Kara, and Jimmy's our contractor. It really takes a whole team to do what we did in such a short period of time. But as far as Cece and Dave, I admire them greatly. That is amazing. So AmericanHomecoming.tv, that's the website. You can watch the episode. You can uh, fill out a form to help out if you want. Um, obviously, the sponsorship opportunities. There's all kinds of cool stuff there that you can check out. We're talking with Jack Maxwell, host of the new program, American Homecoming. It helps disabled, uh, disabled veterans renovate their existing homes. Uh, again, AmericanHomecoming.tv is the website. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to dive into some more stuff with Jack. Uh, in just a couple of moments. Stick around. It's going to be a lot of fun. Right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, here in studio with Jack Maxwell, host of the new program, American Homecoming. It helps disabled veterans renovate their existing homes. The website for more info and where you can watch the show is AmericanHomecoming.tv. Now, why were we playing Sammy Hagar, Your Love is Driving Me Crazy? We're going to get to that in a minute with Jack. There's a connection there, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But, uh, Jack, when you did a Booze Traveler on the Travel Channel, um, how did you find all the amazing places you went to? I know that you were a bartender and you had some knowledge of these things, but some of these places had to come from uh, maybe something you read or maybe somebody gave you a tip or something. How, how did you get to these a lot of these places that you went to? Yeah, that's a good question. Let me clear up the uh, the myth that I was a bartender. I grew up in the bars of South Boston okay. as a shoeshine boy. Oh. Never a bartender. All right. Uh, I usually sat on the other side of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that side better. <laughs> I like drinking it better than making it out. Uh, but in South Boston, Massachusetts, where I grew up, there seemed to be more bars per capita, uh, more square feet than anyone, right on Broadway. Right. And and a kid could make money back in the day, you know, shine and shoes. Sure. It was really great. I come from a sing, you know single mother, a single parent family, and uh, it was just a great opportunity to listen to these people when they were drinking, how they loosened up, and the stories they told, and about traveling. And it was so inspiring. I didn't know that it would germinate, and all those years later, when I went on the audition for Booze Travel, I didn't create the show, right? Uh, and I, I just understood that culture, you know, mixing, had, drinks have this magical uh, lubricating effect mm -hmm. with people, like when you sit down with someone over a drink, it's like a big liquid hug, it just changes everything, doesn't yeah. it, really? Absolutely. You, you put your guard down and all that, but as far as finding the places, that all credit goes to the production company, Carga 7, and the network travel uh, channel, of course. I, I did none of it, uh, with one exception. Okay. At the end of the first year when it was doing well, mm -hmm. they said, we're going to let you pick a couple of places in season two. So the first place I picked was Sicily because we had time to prep, and I was able to bring my mother back to her homeland because oh, her wow. grandfather left Sicily as a kid right. and said, I'll be back, I promise, and he never got there. So when my mother comes back, the villagers crying there. Oh, my God, it's him. He comes back. And I just look at Cameron and I say, welcome home, DNA. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I wow. I, if my mom was still alive and I could have done that, I would have done that. That is, that is pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow, that is. So 
My next question was going to be the most memorable trip for you. That has to be the most memorable trip on Booze Traveler, was it? Yeah, you know, I get this question a lot. What's your favorite place and all of that? For different reasons, right? Right. The best place to drink or the most beautiful place. But in my heart, I'll always remember Sicily because of that. And and they were so wonderful. You know, it's a little place called Chimina. You know, the whole episode wasn't about me and my family roots, but... um, the village, a bunch of the people have our last name, which to meet them, to talk to them. And right. it's La Paglia was my mother's, is my mother's maiden name. Okay. Or La Paglia, like the actor Anthony sure. La Paglia. So I did a show when I, as, as an actor, I did a uh, show called, uh, that he was on called Without a Trace. Right, and right. He is his family's from Chimina, so we're somehow related. That's great. I don't play into that or right. bother him or anything, but he did say, "Hey, cuz," on set when we talked about it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. I remember a trip that you went on. We had talked about this when you got here. Um, that you were in Siberia, and they had this frozen lake where you drank vodka out. They drilled the hole into the lake, and you chilled the vodka right there, and you drank it with a. I don't know if it was a straw or something, or if he sipped it right out of there. It was, it was wild. Yeah, one of the most memorable experiences for sure because... You had to take a long train ride to get there, right? Yes, Wasn't the it? Trans-Siberian Railway. It's Lake Baikal, the largest lake in the world by volume. And uh, we said, you know, this is, this is great, but it's a big frozen lake. Right. How do we mix in the drink? So we walked out, to, uh, not to the middle of the lake, clearly, but as, as far as we could. Right. We said, why don't we drill a hole, like an inverted shot glass, yes. and see what happens when we pour in some vodka. And as we were drilling the hole and pouring the vodka, and it chilled right away, of course, a Siberian husky, is that redundant, walks out of nowhere <laughs> And comes right up to us. He's in the, I have photos. He's is sitting right there next to us as we pet him. He comes from nowhere. There's nothing there. I don't know where he came from. All of a sudden we look up. It's like this, this, uh, this vision quest, right? This, oh, my this God. This husky comes up. But by the time I got to the vodka, it had been like, I don't know, a minute or something. And I get on my belly with a straw and sit that clearly probably the coolest drink I ever had, right? <laughs> right in the middle of si- the Siberian Lake with a husky right there right. and these two locals. And I'm drinking this ice cold, clearly, uh, <laughs> vodka that was just sitting there just for a minute. Oh, but it was what an experience. And oh, everyone asked right. me about that, of course. That's really. a really cool. That's a, It's a great story. I mean, I remember, I think it was, and I forgot the name of the bar in Vegas, where you go in and you have fur jackets and you... You dr- and it's a Russian it's a Russian themed place and everybody's in you know fur coats because they keep it really cold in there and stuff and it, but that is certainly memorable I mean with a husky coming up to you in the middle yeah, of, isn't that wild? middle of nowhere that's pretty cool we're talking with Jack Maxwell he's the host of the new program American Homecoming it helps disabled veterans renovate their existing homes the website for more info where you can watch the show and get involved as well American Homecoming dot TV we're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy the answer uh, back to American Homecoming for a second if a business maybe a brewery around the country wants to get involved in the program they can do that right through the website correct absolutely or you can reach out to me on social media on twitter and instagram i'm southy jack that's s-o-u-t-h-i-e-j-a-c-k uh and i have to spell it because sometimes i when i say it they say selfie like a selfie. Right, right. I came up with a name before they were really selfies, you know. <laughs> it's just it's my neighborhood in Boston. But reach out to me. Uh, we can have a conversation, but also on the website, I believe there are ways to get involved. You just leave a message. Uh, the creator, again, Tracy Trost, I'm sure we'll get back to you or reach out to me and we'll make it happen. Awesome. Now, you and I share something in common, Jack. Uh, we were discussing this uh, in between 
uh, breaks here. We're both cancer survivors. I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma back in 2016. You were diagnosed the same year as well with the non-Hodgkin's variety. How are you feeling now, and what made you get checked? You know, that's interesting. I, 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 it was just a random thing. My uh, stepbrother said, hey, old man, <laughs> you should have a, a heart check because he's, uh, uh, he's a physician's assistant. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, that's a good point. Because I'm jetting around the world doing all these sure. episodes, sometimes it's a few things fall between the cracks, right. right? And because I was zipping around and drinking and not resting much, I thought, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's get a tune-up here. Let's check it out. And they found the cancer on this scan, and uh, they said, we're pretty sure you have something. We just don't know what it is. Right. And then they said, well, it's... It's lymphoma, but we don't know if it's Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's. Right. And I said, great. Which one am I rooting for? <laughs> you know, give me, <laughs> yeah. give me something, right? Right. And they said, all depends. You know, this one's worse in this way. This one's worse in that way. Mm-hmm. It turned out, unlike yours, to be non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. And you had Hodgkin's. But I, I, I didn't have to go into chemo till the next year. And uh, I fought it for a couple of years, as you did. Mm-hmm. And then I developed osteomyelitis, which means my bone was dying. And we also wow. have this in common. We have this thing called neuropathy yep. that came from the chemo, which is intense pain in oh, one yeah. particular area. Mine jumped around. I know yours was mostly in your foot. Yeah. But uh, good for you, man, for, for beating it. Isn't it wonderfully inspiring? Because people come to me and say, hey, I'm sorry you had cancer, but I followed your journey. And That's and, exactly what it is, yeah, a journey, and exactly that people don't right. seem to realize that I mean I I didn't miss a day of work I my my mantra was if I could get out of bed and I could put my feet on the ground I could go to work and I have to you know I have to be in very early in the morning and people my my mother at the time was begging me my wife got to stay home you could get sick this that I don't care if I can get up I can go to work and you're right it is a journey it's a journey of what you had to do it made me reflect upon myself because I couldn't really socialize I like to be out with friends go to concerts have a few drinks do some stuff. I couldn't do any of that. I had to stay home. I had to stay sort of within myself. And it was a, almost an out-of-body experience for those six months where I, I just I couldn't do anything. I went to one concert in those six months. I was determined to go. And I sat there the entire night frightful that I was going to get an infection, and I didn't. But it was one of those things where I'm like, I have to do it. I paid for it the next three days. I couldn't walk. I was just, I was terrible. But I made it to work, you know, a couple of days later. Yeah, it, sure. But I, it is a journey. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. You know, I, I did two more seasons of Booze Traveler with cancer. Right, right. And uh, like you, I said, this is not a roadblock. It's just a speed bump. Right. I'm going to get over this. Yeah. I'm going to get through it. I might get over it a little slowly, most than I, but still, I'm going to do it. If and, and like you, if I can go do the episodes, if I can see the world, if I can keep living, because I'm not dying until I'm dead, man. Exactly. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. So let's keep doing it up to the point where the doctor says, you should not because you're risking your life. Then I listen to him. Right. But up until that, I'm going to still live. Yeah. Well, the doctor told me that the f- two weeks later, I wanted to go see the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers at the Garden. And he said, uh, absolutely not. You're in a room with 100 people. That's one thing. 18,000. Forget about it. You're going to get an infection. So I said, all right. You know what? <laughs> Doc, I'm going to listen to you. My last question, Jack. I was doing a search. I saw that you were recently involved with another uh, big idol of mine that I've, I've, you know, I've met a number of times. I wouldn't call him a friend or anything, but he's a guy I've followed for a long time. Sammy Hagar. You're doing a, a, a new show, or you're taping a new show. How'd you get involved with him? Yeah, this is a pilot called Spirit Quest, and it's similar to Booze Traveler. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have an executive producer who came in, Don Billings, and Sean McKnight helped me, and Tracy Trost, uh, all producers on it. But 
it's uh, it's very similar. We shot it in San Diego, and I got a. You're never going to believe this. Right. I still don't. I, I got a text once. I was on a cruise, and we stopped in a few places, and I got a text on my phone from Cabo because I had posted a picture in Cabo the day before. Right. And we're on the boat ready to sail away, and I get a text. Hey, Jack, it's Sammy Hagar. Um, love your stuff. I'd uh, love to meet you. You're still in Cabo. Come by and say hi. And, of course, I did what anybody would do. Like, get out of here. Who's this? Jimmy, are you messing with me? Is that you, Frankie? <laughs> right, One of you right. two, right? And and it, and it became I, – I, he, he wrote back and said, no, it's really me. And he was so kind and generous and polite. One of the coolest cats you'd ever want to meet. Yeah. And, and so we actually communicated. And he said, hey, man, I'd love to do – uh, then I'm sorry I didn't do an episode of Booze Traveler. You gave my brand some love when you were on Maui doing the episode, which I didn't quite remember because I did so many. Right. Because um, we didn't talk about him specifically. I'd never forget that. So long story monotonous, he, he came on the episode in San Diego. He was so generous with his time. Nice guy, sweet as can be, yeah. but genuine. Yep. He is as real as it gets. Yep. There's no put on with him. There's no best foot forward. Just such a great guy. This is what he did. After we shot the segment, we went our separate ways, of course. Sure. Haven't seen him since. But I was looking for a theme song, you know, as very important for a television Absolutely. show. Absolutely. And I couldn't find the right vibe, the right sound. And so I called his people and said, what would it take? Probably a lot of money, money right. we don't have to get. Because he had a new album coming out called Crazy Times. Yes, with and, the circle. That's sure. right. And right in, there's a great instrumental in the in the the uh, yes. the the title track, hundred percent called Crazy Times, and I I fit it into my show open. And I said, oh, this is going to be too much money. Called his people, they said, yeah, it probably will be. Let me call Sammy. They called Sammy, and Sammy said, nah, he could just have it. Wow, just like that for the pilot. Of course, if it goes the series, I'm that's sure a little we'll, different. I'm sure, hey, business is business. But he was so sweet. You just you can't understand somebody of of that. Uh, stature, stature, mm -hmm. right? To be able to be so nice, and you know that no matter what he would do in life, he would be that guy. Whether he's the richest, most famous, biggest guy in the world, or sweeping floors somewhere, or whatever sure. the common man thing would be, driving a bus or whatever, he would be that. And and I'm, I'm I have to say, I'm so impressed that that. You know that nothing changes him. He loves his family and yep. loves what he does, and he's grateful for all of it, and he gives back. He saves the beaches. He takes a guy like me who is struggling to do a, you know, trying to put this pilot together and says, yeah. let me help you out. Let me be on it. I'll, I'll never forget his generosity. That is that is awesome. That's a great story. My, my guest has been Jack Maxwell. He's the host of the new program, American Homecoming. They help disabled veterans renovate their existing homes. Website for more information where you can watch the show and how you can get involved, AmericanHomecoming.tv. And, of course, this pilot Spirit Quest uh, that hopefully will be out shortly. I would love to watch it. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Jack, thanks so much for coming in studio and joining me for a couple of segments. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it's great to be here, Al. Uh, next time we'll have some craft beers together. I like that <laughs> idea. That's good. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. If it sounds like Judas Priest, it actually isn't Judas Priest, but it is Judas Priest. All right. So real quick here, KK's Priest, KK Downing, formed his own band, uh, Was uh, basically quit Judas Priest a number of years ago, formed his own group. Uh, the Ripper, uh, uh, is it? Oh, I know his last name is Owens, Tim. Tim Owens, that's right. Ripper is what he's called. Uh, he replaced Rob Halford and Judas Priest years ago when Halford left the band. Uh, he is his lead singer in KK's Priest. That's the title track, The Sinner Rides Again. This album just released nine tracks. Not bad. I mean, very much reminiscent of uh, old school Judas Priest. I- exactly what you would be expecting. Uh, I think KK was a little disappointed he wasn't invited back into the band uh, when Glenn Tipton basically had to step away because of his uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, or Parkinson's, Parkinson's, excuse me. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Would I see these guys if they came around at a small venue? Yeah, I probably would. Sounds good. Right up my alley. You know how it is. All right, let's dive into suds and duds here. A couple of beers we need to get to here. Um, foam brewing, uh, f- or foam brewers, great job. Uh, for you, this was on tap at Paragon Tap and Table. A fantastic pale ale, drinks like a big Double IPA, but it is absolutely not. Delicious. Well done. Uh, really enjoyed that. A lot of good stuff uh, from Foam has been coming on tap at Paragon Tap and Table, and uh, I am enjoying it uh, quite a bit. Uh, last can of this that I had in my back of my fridge. I was sitting in the backyard a couple weeks ago uh, enjoying a, a beautiful uh, late summer night. Gathering Clouds by Twin Elephant. I mean, all the looks of a hazy, juicy, delicious IPA and Absolutely it is. I gotta get back over to Twin Elephant. It's been a couple months. I need to get over there on a Friday or a Saturday and chill and relax. But you know, with so much going on, it is tough for me to do that. Maple Breakfast Out. This is from 14th Store Brewing. Uh, the lovely ladies Kim and Colleen at uh Cracked One at the Summit uh gave me this one. A solid stout. Not boozy at all. Uh this is not a nine, ten percent over the top. I think this was somewhere in the five or six range, maybe seven. I think it was somewhere around I think it was somewhere around six and a half. Um, a Vermont-based brewery uh, got a good hit from the uh, from the maple syrup. Uh, 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 like I said, a solid stout. Nothing that's going to overwhelm you or knock you on your socks um, in terms of booziness, but just a really well-done uh, maple stout. Something for breakfast? Eh, possibly. You never know. Um, I had mentioned uh, Lost Tavern last week and the uh, collaboration uh, that the guys did the hops for up. I had one on draft. I still haven't opened up a can yet, and it's probably going to be until the beginning of November before I actually crack. I think I only have one can left or two cans because I usually I buy a four-pack and I split it up and I give it uh, to a few people because I want them to experience it. But on tap at Lost Tavern, the Hops for Hope, the 2023 version, outstanding. Just a really, really delicious beer. You know, the one thing that I had, and I know I talked about it last week, the one thing I was disappointed, I, I, I should have tried a few more brewers, I think I was like too quick to overwhelm myself, and I was like, you know what? I got to drive, so I need to back off a little bit. So I think next time I would, um, you know, especially that it was only two hours. I think I would try some more samples from some different places uh, first to get the palate wet, and then from there uh, I'd lost tavern before the uh, event started. Or actually, this was after. This was after. Uh, was stroll through life a banging pilsner um, from Lost Tavern. They do they're such a great job uh, with all of their stuff. And again, if you wanna if you wanna stop over there in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, right off of Route seventy eight, you get off the uh, four eleven exit, and uh, you just you hook a left at the light. 
It's about five minutes down the road. It's a great little tap room uh, that you will absolutely uh, enjoy. Festy by Carton. Got this one on tap. Uh, actually, after the event at Lost Tavern uh, to, a couple weeks ago, I drove down to Carton to meet up with my cousin. She was picking up beer. She was like, listen, I'm not doing anything. You know, and I, I mm, all right, it's an hour, hour and a half. All right, let me, you know, put my foot to the floor and get down there. And I did. And you know what? I am absolutely glad um, that I did that because it was nice to catch up with my cousin and uh, enjoy a couple of beers and have a good time uh, chatting with her and catching up. We need to, uh, her and I need to do dinner uh, very soon. But Festy, such a great beer, uh, a perfect beer for September, October, and even into November, too. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. Uh, I think I had reviewed these beers a couple of weeks ago. The stuff from Sierra Nevada that was at um, See Here Now uh, had a hazy little thing. Also had their Oktoberfest. Uh, the Oktoberfest, not a bad not a bad fest beer. Nothing special. It was nice to see it uh, at See Here Now. That's the one complaint that I had about See Here Now. There needs to be a better selection of local beers. You're doing an event where I get it. You want to have somebody in there who's a, you know, who's a big name and is going to spend money or whatever, but would it kill you to have a, a local brewery? I mean, you have Wild Air Beer Works is in Asbury Park. You have Asbury Park Brewing. You have Bradley Beach down the road. You have a number of places and a number of choices to choose from. It, it is ludicrous to me to not have um, a local brewery you know, in the mix. So for me, that's a... I don't want to say it's a game breaker. It's not, but for me, I, I would put I would put something in there. Um, I would put some sort of local brewery in there uh, to enhance uh, the local flavor of the event being in in Asbury Park. Um, found this one. I was uh, on with um, uh, the Logger Room guys with uh, Samurai and uh, John uh, a couple weeks back, and they were doing Oktoberfest beers, and I had no real Marzins in the fridge. Um, and I don't know why that is. I think I missed on the, I, I forgot to buy, I was going to get the source one and I didn't. And then I just didn't feel like going to the store. I knew I was going on that night and I was uh, just too much going on. So I found uh, in a bottle sitting in the back of my fridge, the ultimate Oktoberfest by founders that they had sent to me a number of years ago. This, this beer was sitting in my fridge for two years. Uh, I have to, I have to say it was very drinkable, but it's lost a bunch of its flavor in two years sitting in the fridge. And I believe I had it cold the entire time. Um, so this is sort of their boozy take on an Oktoberfest beer. And, um, I have to tell you, I've, even though it had lost a bunch of flavor, it was still a pretty good beer. I was very impressed. So kudos to, uh, to, uh, to founders on that one. Uh, and then finally the American classic by source brewing another one, uh, that I found in the back of the fridge, uh, that I had to crack open. Uh, that's a great lager. I mean, they do such a great job with that. Uh, I think that was the last glass that I bought from Source 2 because they did a can glass, a 16-ounce can glass that had, you know, these American classic cars on the front, which was really cool. I think the one that I missed out that I should have gotten, but I wasn't sure when I was going to get down there with Source, they did an Italian Pilsner last weekend um, that I probably should have got because Phil and the guys from Source, they put this video together where it was, I think it was a Lamborghini. I'm pretty sure it was a Lamborghini. And they had the Lamborghini rev up and, like, the, the revving, the, the the exhaust, you know, pushing the foam off of the beer. I don't know. It was kind of cool. It's just a, just a cool video. Sometimes you see those things and you go, oh, I like that. It's like the shiny object. I don't know. Sometimes I can be a five-year-old. Anyway, um, you know, it's just a it's a really good beer. And, you know, I am, I'm sort of giving up the drinking for a month. 
uh, because I want to sort of reset things uh, in my body, reset my palate a little bit. And uh, to do that, I wanted to lay off the booze. I was thinking about doing some non-alcoholic stuff, but I think I'm going to lay off on that too. I'm just not going to consume uh, anything and see what happens. Who knows? Maybe I lose a couple of pounds. Anyway, uh, that's all the time that we have for this wonderful program. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, including my guest Jack Maxwell, who joined me in studio uh, for a couple of segments. The host of American Homecoming, AmericanHomecoming.tv. Uh, if you want to check out the website, if you want to donate your time, if you want to, if you're a uh, an advertiser that's out there that wants to do something to help veterans, uh, what a great concept! And I hope it gets picked up by a network and they can do a full season of that. And of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson back on the Joe Piscopo Show Monday at six a.m. for Columbus Day, the big Columbus Day show. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.